You are now listening to the Lunch and Learn with Dr. Barry. This is episode 23. Thanks for listening to the Lunch and Learn with Dr. Barry. Here to help educate, motivate, and put you on the right path to take control of your health through weekly discussions on topics in the medical field, public health arena, and in your community. And now your host, Dr. Barry. Welcome to the Lunch and Learn today with Dr. Barry. We're going to be talking about antibiotics and really and truly, we're going to be talking about the misuse of antibiotics. And like always, if you want today's show notes, please go to drpierresblog.com forward slash LLP023. Again, if you want today's show notes, please go to drpierresblog.com forward slash LLP023. And a quick summary on today's show, we're going to be talking about antibiotics. We're going to be talking about the misuse of antibiotics. We're going to be trying to give you a clear picture on what a viral versus a bacterial upper respiratory infection looks like, because this is something I deal with in my practice quite often, where patients are coming in with a viral bug, but they want antibiotics. We're going to be talking about the proper use of antibiotics, and we're going to be talking about why it's important when not to use antibiotics and what happens if we, especially as physicians, continue to use antibiotics like they're candy. So stay tuned and get ready for another great episode. And today's Lunch and Learn is going to be a topic that I go through on a daily basis, um, especially when I teach residents and teach students. Uh, I get the same common question, uh, especially during this time of season where we're getting lots of patients coming in for very similar symptoms. We wanted to kind of go through the uh, checkpoints that we usually use to decide whether a patient uh, needs antibiotics for not. Um, just a little background uh, for those who may not know. Uh, upper respiratory infections are a very common uh, reason for uh, office visit. Um, looking at some numbers today, uh, looks at about 25 million visits per year are due to just upper respiratory infections, which is a lot. Uh, and then uh, the numbers as far as how many days are missed at a working school are about 20 to 22 million. So we don't even really have to even think about the numbers as far as like how much uh, upper respiratory infections are costing us as far as, you know, on a yearly basis for the most part. So definitely uh, something that we experience quite often here in the clinic and office, especially during this time of year where, uh, you know, kids are home. Uh, your your elderly uh, parents are home, so everyone's pretty pretty much very close knit. So everyone's kind of getting sick and kind of being around each other. Uh, but the ultimate question I get all the time is, you know, when do I need antibiotics? And let let me give you a few patient scenarios where antibiotics are needed and antibiotics are not. For my uh, primary care folks, so you probably are very aware that a lot of times your patients are coming in after having symptoms of upper respiratory issues, including sinus pressure, sinus pain, maybe some sore throat for like a day or two. And, you know, we physicians, we're pretty smart, but we're not that smart because what tends to happen, especially in the first three to four days, we're not really sure whether the infection you're dealing with is viral versus uh, bacterial in nature. And that's something that we kind of deal with. And uh, just based on what you kind of tell us gives us an idea of which way it may be leaning. For so we'll just focus on just the sinus infection. We'll just focus on the sinus infection. 
uh, a quick or fast way that I like to use as far as understanding if a person is having maybe a bacterial infection, especially with sinus issues, uh, which again plagues a lot of people. Uh, one, uh, they, they sometimes will have lots of drainage, lots and lots and lots of drainage. Um, leads me towards being more bacterial in nature versus viral. So number one, lots of drainage through the nose, post-nasal drainage, you know, back of the throat uh, is one reason why you can have, where I'd be concerned for a bacterial infection. Uh, number two, I have a lot of patients who get a lot of uh, mouth, jaw pain, tooth pain. Again, another reason where bacterial uh, would likely be uh, the primary cause versus just a regular viral infection. Number three, um, and just I wrote all this down here, some facial pain. Uh, again, another uh, big sign that if you know if you're telling me you're 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 having this running nose, but your face also hurts as well. Even if it's in day one or day two, I'm likely going to be giving you some antibiotics because the likelihood of you having a a viral infection causing those symptoms is very low. And uh, last but not least, what tends to happen with bacterial infections is that in the first day or so, um, in the first day or so, remember to like and share. First day or so, you tend to have a uh, symptoms where it hurts a lot. And then you get a little bit better after like day two or three, but then day four to like day 10, uh, symptoms come right back and just as worse. So those are very telling signs, very easy signs for me to know whether I'm dealing with a bacterial infection versus a viral infection uh, in that regards. Uh, and so let's move now. So we've talked about sinus infection. We talked about uh, do's and don'ts as far as when an antibiotic is needed. Now let's talk about sore throat. I get this uh, complaint all the time, uh, patients having sore throat for various reasons. Let me just give you some quick numbers, uh, especially for my patients who are watching these videos, to understand uh, the severity of what a sore throat is just in general. 90%, if you're an adult, 90% of your sore throats are viral in nature. 90%. Like, that's, like, again, I I mean, I don't know how else to describe that. 90% of your sore throats are likely going to be viral in nature, meaning they do not need antibiotics. But of course, um, like many of you already know, uh, you go to your doctor's office, urgent care clinics. If you go to the ER, hopefully you don't go to the ER for a sore throat. But if you go to the ER, um, they're likely going to give you an antibiotic, which the studies and everything shows that likely will not do anything for you. Now that we do have that 10%, that 10% of patients um, can come down with what we call strep throat, which is again, a bacterial infection, uh, primarily affecting the throat, sometimes causes some hoarseness, sometimes causes difficulty swallowing, difficulty drinking. That for sure is something we like to use antibiotics for. Uh, but for the most part, again, and I, I deal with I deal with just adults. Kids wise, that number is about seventy percent. So all from all, all my parents out there who love bringing their kids uh, to the doctor's office and wondering why they don't get antibiotics. That's the reason why seventy percent of uh, your kids, uh, if they have a sore throat or you know anything in that regard, is likely going to be viral, and likely your pediatrician is not going to give them antibiotics or shouldn't uh, give them antibiotics uh, in that regards. Uh, again, going back, 90% uh, being viral, but again, that 10%, uh, we're thinking maybe like a strep throat type picture. And we do, in my office, we do a quick routine swab, and we know pretty quickly whether you're dealing with strep throat or not uh, in that regard. And strep throat, again, usually has, again, deals with the same sort of throat, um, trouble swallowing, trouble drinking. Sometimes when I look down a person's throat, I can actually see uh, some like whitish type exudates in there so that's another uh like a ding 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 like i'm thinking maybe this is going to be bacterial in nature another reason to get you some antibiotics 
uh, in that regards. Uh, but again, uh, for the most part, we're going to be dealing with uh, viral in nature anytime we deal with any upper respiratory infection uh, in that regards. Now, we do have caveats, and my caveats, especially because I deal with a lot of uh, chronic patients, chronic disease type patients, and uh, the big, two biggest ones that I'm thinking right off the top are my patients with asthma, my patients with COPD, my diabetic patients, again, diabetes is a very chronic disease. Uh, those patients I tend to be a little bit more aggressive on when we're talking about uh, starting antibiotics or giving them antibiotics for the respiratory infection. Uh, because I understand that the, the antibiotics uh, can speed up the process for some patients, even if it's viral, um, I'm more likely to give uh, the antibiotics in those sense. But again, COPD, asthma, Diabetics. Those are my like my three main folks who I'll give you some antibiotics uh, if um, you're you're presenting with these similar symptoms because I don't want it to go get to the point where like five days later I'm uh, having to kind of backtrack and catch up on why we're doing uh, antibiotics from that standpoint. So uh, now, what type of antibiotic choices? There's lots of antibiotic choices. I recently I read an article on resistance to gonorrhea, resistance to azithromycin. And azithromycin is a very common uh, antibiotic I like to use. Um, no, I'm sorry, a very kind of antibiotic that you can use uh, for respiratory infections. I don't like to use it. Uh, the reason why is because uh, this resistance that's coming around and you know you have your urgent care centers and your emergency rooms who give a z-pack which you mostly you may know uh, give that like water so I'm big on giving you some some type of penicillin unless you have some type of allergy uh, you're nine times out of ten gonna get penicillin out of me uh, for that most part just to kind of deal and penicillin uh, moxicillin uh, which most of us are more common with will pretty much take care of everything from top of the head to like the chest area like anything from here on down amoxicillin is gonna take care of again unless you have a penicillin allergy and for that part you know obviously we have different uh, options from an antibiotic perspective so again the uh, tell all the takeaway uh, that I want you uh, to get from here is um, don't be mad at your the doctor uh, when he does not he or she does not want to give you antibiotics for your upper respiratory infection especially if it's in like the first day or two which again I got a lot of patients who come in to see me like after day one of you know not feeling good and they want some antibiotics and you kind of have to educate your patients like okay um, if after a few days, you know, it doesn't get any better, then, you know, go ahead and take this medication. But please don't just go run out and take this medication because it's not going to do you good uh, in that regards. So uh, the four reasons for like four common, you know, signs that may say, you know, what, I'm dealing with something that needs antibiotics, especially so that you'll know the patient will know before you go to your doctor's office, especially when we're dealing with sinus infection. Uh, one, if you're having some facial pain. Two, if you're having some some uh, pain, specifically in certain teeth, uh, that will also cause it as well. Um, three, if you're having a lot of nasal drainage, a lot of nasal drainage likely is bacterial, then it's likely going to be um, viral. And then uh, four, uh, symptoms where you were you got you felt bad for a day or two, started to get better, uh, but then uh, you started feeling bad again uh, several days. So again, those four things, especially for my sinuses. Sore throats, again, adults, 90% of y'all have a viral infection. It's not bacterial, it's viral. Even though I know your doctor likes to give you antibiotics, it's viral, viral, viral. And honestly, if we gave you like a sugar pill, uh, you'd probably get better in the same amount of days. 
uh, in that regard. In fact, you know, most for my, especially my sore throat patients, you know, drink some hot uh, salt water, gargle some hot, not drink it, gargle some hot salt water will do you just as good as uh, a regular, you know, antibiotic will. And it'll, it'll probably soothe you a lot quicker. So again, uh, for those who are going to be catching the replay, again, thank you for getting to this uh, point. Uh, if you have not, I want you to go ahead, uh, once this uh, ta uh, telecast ends, go ahead and click the like button. Click the share it to all your followers, especially because cold and flu season is coming around. So we know uh, y'all are getting in there and, you know, uh, you know, pestering your primary care doctors, your family med doctors uh, to give you some antibiotics. Uh, oh, Richard, how you doing? Um, Please, 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 uh, we're trying not to give you as much antibiotics if we, if we can avoid it. Uh, but if you can, uh, if you if you absolutely need antibiotics, uh, be very diligent. Because, again, we got resistance out the wazoo. And, uh, hey, Dr. Jamie, we got resistance out the wazoo. And we are trying our best <laughs> to avoid to give it to you. Again, if you come to me. I'm, I'm, I'm recommending you get some, some Usenex over the counter, some salt water over the counter, anything to try to avoid it. Uh, but at the end of the day, if you need antibiotics, I'm going to give you antibiotics. But we just understand that antibiotics are not the end all be all. We know most infections are not going to be bacterial in nature anyways. So those antibiotics are almost like taking a sugar pill. And, you know, why take a medication that we know can cause some problems? Because it's not like these antibiotics are foolproof, uh, harmless. Uh, you can have just as many problems taking an antibiotic than dealing with the infection in that regards. Yes, Dr. Jamie, uh, antibiotic resistance is a huge problem. Uh, we talked about uh, a letter talking, I saw an article that gonorrhea is almost resistant to uh, zithromycin. And we know, uh, again, uh, I like to make fun of my ER folks and urgent care folks. We know it's because y'all keep giving that medication like water. So please, please, please stop giving that Z-Pack. Please stop asking for the Z-Pack. Uh, the Z-Pack is not the wonder drug uh, for all of your affections uh, in this area here. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Lunch and Learn with Dr. Barry. If you want to find out more about the episode, please go to www.lunchlearnpod.com. That's www. L-U-N-C-H-L-E-A-R-N-P-O-D.com for the show notes and any links that may have been mentioned in today's episode. If you're interested in joining the Lunch Learn Pod community, head over to either the website lunchlearnpod.com or join us on Facebook and Twitter with the same username, Lunch Learn Pod. And again, you can find uh, all of these links on uh, the website. If you have any questions, any comments, or any requests for uh, topics to you know debut on the show, please let that be known. And don't forget to use uh, the hashtag Lunch Learn Pod when you're listening to the episode. Again, I want to thank you for taking the time to listen to today's episode, and I'll see you next week.